You're listening to the Taming Hindrances Podcast. Conversations about self-awareness and mental health, as well as a dive into this thing known as spirituality. We talk about everything and anything on the podcast, so come get triggered. Welcome to another episode of the Taming Hindrances Podcast. As always, my name's Phil. I'm the host and creator of the podcast, and I got another episode for you. And to be honest, this is the second recording of this episode, although the title has changed and the topic has changed because I was talking about another topic and I was like, you know what? No, that's not what I want to talk about. And the reason for that is because this is the topic I do want to talk about. And this is the topic I should have talked about in the beginning. I should have talked about a really long time ago. The title of this episode is wrong. And we're going to grab, as usual, a definition to start it off, just so we have some contextual understanding of what we're going to talk about today. But before I do that, I do want to apologize. Uh, last episode, I talked about the void, and I said I was going to talk about ether in this episode. And you know what? I was going to, and I started, and I realized it's not, it's not the right topic. Not the right time. I don't have the best understanding of it. I can't really describe it all that well. Well, I mean, I do, but I don't at the same time. I, I was just wrong. I was wrong to say that, like, yeah, I can just, like, shove this in and, like, make it work. So let's start with the first definition of wrong here from Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. An injurious, unfair, or unjust act, action or conduct inflicting harm without due provocation or just cause, a violation or invasion of the legal rights of another, uh, something wrong, immoral, or unethical, the state position or fact of being or doing wrong, such as the state of being mistaken or incorrect, or the state of being guilty. That's the noun. The adjective is not according to the moral standard, uh, not right or proper according to a code, standard, or convention, not according to truth or facts. That's incorrect. Uh, not satisfactory. Not incorrect. Doesn't that was incorrect? But incorrect is that's another definition for that. Uh, not in accord. Not in accordance with one's needs, intent, or expectations. Um, of relating to or constituating the side of something that is usually held to be opposite to the principal one, or that is one naturally or by design turned down inward or away, blah, 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 blah. doesn't really matter. Let's go to the adverb. Cause this is the one I like without accuracy to be wrong. It's just to be without accuracy. And this is the one I really want to focus on as the adverb here. Um, we have a massive problem in today's society. Okay, we have a we have a fuck ton of massive problems in today's society, but we have one specific one that's allowing for the continuation of the bullshit that happens on a regular basis, and it's at the forefront of a lot of conversations as far as the political spectrum, of the social engineering spectrum, of the news cycles, and the problem, in my personal opinion very unhumbly in this case. No one's willing to be wrong. No one is willing to just not be completely 100% correct. And so they don't follow this definition from fucking Merriam-Webster's dictionary. And I'm sure it's very similar in other dictionaries. The definition of the adverb of, of being wrong with that accuracy. 
they want to, and I mean they, and I mean this is the royal grand they, as well as the news, the political influential figures, the influencers on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, wherever. There's a lot of people out there who just want to be right. They want to be right. They want to be so right, and they want it so badly, they're not willing to actually be wrong. To come back and say, I don't know, I got that one wrong. That's it. It's without accuracy. You can make as many blatant fucking statements as you want. You can say whatever bullshit you want to come that you want to come out of your mouth. It doesn't make it right. No professional has ever been 100% accurate all the time, which means they are wrong regularly. But what makes a proper moral and ethical decision basis is saying, "No, I got that one wrong. I wasn't wholly right. I wasn't completely right." But people aren't willing to do that because they're will- one they're worried about the backlash. So on the other side of it, the general populace needs to understand that, yeah, people do get shit wrong fairly regularly. Humans are a terrible, terrible input for information. We see shit differently. We give different connotation to things. We translate things differently. Uh, Just all sorts of stuff. And I'm going to ramble on and rant on here throughout this episode. But succinctly here in the beginning, we get shit wrong all the time. All the time. Constantly. We need to accept that. We all need to come together collectively to accept it's okay to be wrong. Absolutely. Totally okay. There's certain instances where it's it's rough. If someone dies, if there's a loss of life, if there's a tragic event, or there is an understanding there that like you're gonna get some part of it wrong, but you gotta do your best. That's what that's what emergency you know, emergency action is somewhere along that lines. Doing your best to take the correct course of action is the best you can do. And some of the greatest leaders of all time are those who take the best course of action they believe is correct, knowing they're going to be wrong and then willing to make the changes afterwards, knowing that, okay, that wasn't the, I, we did a, B and C, right. But we got, we got all the other ones wrong, right? We got the, uh, you know, or maybe we got, A through Y right, but we got Z wrong. Okay, like, however you want to fucking measure it. That process is what allows for evolution of thought, evolution of action. Uh, It allows people to upgrade what's known as standard operating procedures, SOPs. Something people regularly deal with, but I don't think generally understand. I used to write SOPs and part of writing a standard operating procedure is to literally look at it from the point of view of someone who knows nothing about it. I used to use the perspective of a, of a kindergartner or a toddler. If I had to teach a toddler or a kindergartner how to do this thing, how would I write this? I use simple terminology. I use more steps than are probably necessary that's why no one likes SOPs because you're literally reading it being reading it. You're feeling like, what the, I'm not, I'm not a child. Why are you telling me this? Well, we do it that way because it needs to be a standard operating procedure, which means even someone who's not involved in that operation needs to be able to understand it. So you don't use big vernacular terms 
You try to make it as simple as possible. You try to add pictures if you can. Like those types of things make it more understandable. You give as more information as necessary in the hopes that in the off chance someone who's not a part of the process needs to be a part of the process and needs to make these things happen, they can because there's an SOP. Or someone has a very easily referenced understanding of here's the SOP, this is how it's done. But, and this is where a lot of people, you know, get in trouble and also could do to get in more trouble for finding the shortcuts in between that SOP to make things more efficient, right? That's part of the process. The SOP should be the longest version. That's the one that should like you listed out every possible step. So keeping that in mind, when I'm talking about someone who gets it wrong, but then comes back and goes, I know, no, I got that part wrong. How can we make, that's the understanding of an SOP, the standard operating procedure of a, a project, an operation, something. So you, going into that, most people know in an emergency situation or those who are in a leadership role, you're going to, you're going to fuck up. You're going to get something wrong and you're willing to do that knowing that you're going to get the majority of it right. Because if you don't take action, you're going to get it all wrong. So your options are get it all wrong or get some of it wrong. And if some of it wrong saves a thousand lives, save one life in a situation, it's probably best that you didn't just not do anything. And so that's a, something that be, can be qualified inside of a leadership role, right? Let's, let's broaden that. If we have standard operating procedures for social interaction, we would call these morals and ethics. This is not Facebook's fucking policy page. This is not Twitter's policies. No, they don't get to write the policy for the general populace. They get to write the policies for their platforms, and that's it, okay? As, specifically on people who are talking about this misinformation or misdirected, like blah, 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 wokeism, blah, 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 social engineering, blah, 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 whatever you want to fill it in, all right? All of that exists inside of a world where a few people get to decide what's good for everybody. That's not how the world works. That's not the standard operating procedure for being a person in society. Okay. That's why we have social norms. We have socially accepted understandings. We have things like language, which builds vernacular, which allows us to have intelligent conversations so we can both understand what the fuck we're talking about when we use words. Or when we try to convey understanding and, and things like that. This is why translations typically mess things up. And I really wish people would understand, and I know I'm ranting here, but I really wish people would understand that just having a conversation with another human being is a translation effect. You are trying to translate the things that are coming out of their mouth or the pictures they're drawing you or the hand signs they're giving you into some sort of understanding. It's not verbatim, boom, 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 boom. That's why humans are terrible at taking in information and giving information back out because we're constantly trying to translate things. That's why it's important that our depression is uniquely ours and that person's depression is uniquely theirs and we're trying to have a conversation. We're trying to have an understanding. That understanding can't get fucking mixed up a bunch of times and with any hope that it's going to come out good or well or done right. So if information needed to go from one source to another source. Very simple process from point A to point B. If you and I needed to take information from yourself to me or from me to you, we would directly go to one another and we would have a conversation. Maybe we'd draw some pictures. Maybe we'd write some stuff down. We'd 
converse in some, whatever version of conver- conversation that is for the two of us. That would be the standard operating procedure, right? So if I wanted to write out the standing operating procedure for you to pass information on to someone else, here's how it would go. Step one, contact and set up meet time for conversation. Sub 1A, possible of, you know, possible ways to do that via person to person contact. That would be number one. Second would probably be video conferencing. Third would be phone call. Fourth would be email. Fifth would be physical letters, right? So I would list out a bunch of possibilities, examples of how to go about setting up, you know, that conversation avenue. Number two would be show up with materials and I would list out possible materials you might need, right? Three, like I would just go over every fucking step possible. Here's what the current SOP kind of looks like to pass information from one source to another. And keeping in mind, yeah, it is tough to get things directly from the source, right? Here's the current operating procedure for information to go from one source to another, no matter what that source is or where it's going. If we're lucky, it's something along this lines where I produce information, record it, provide it, you get to download it and interact with it, and you get to translate in your own method. That's that's a pretty direct avenue. That's not typically how most important pieces of information or source material is given out. In today's society, it goes from source to some sort of intermediary. That intermediary can be as complex as source gives information to, let's call it piece B, or I'm sorry, um, piece A of a, of a system. So source is giving information to a system. First, the information hits source or piece A of the system. Piece A records and then submits to piece B. That could be an editorial. That could be a fact checking, blah, 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 whatever, which could just be some dude's cousin in a fucking basement who is getting paid $35 an hour to quote unquote fact check by Googling shit, but also has a list next to his face saying like, well, it's kind of fit these parameters. So it fits our narrative, blah, 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 blah. We don't know. No one checks. And then from there, it goes back to the editor. And then from there, so it goes from like piece A to piece B back to to PC, back to PC, back to blah, blah, blah. And so we add all of these fucking steps and all of these things in between you getting the information from the source and then actually receiving the information. And somewhere along the lines, there's a narrative bias. And somewhere along the lines, there's a this, that, and the other thing. Somewhere along the lines, there's an individual who spilled coffee on their favorite pantsuit and got super fucking pissed off and was like, fuck this news article. I'm tired of these assholes, blah, blah, blah. And then writes it their own methodology and and completely disregards the whole process. It's called human error. And that's why I say a lot of the times we're wrong. We're wrong all the time. The problem has occurred that people aren't okay with being wrong. You know, some people in history who weren't okay with being wrong. 
Here's one for you. Hitler. Hitler was not okay with being wrong. Uh, Stalin, not okay with being wrong. Um, Genghis Khan, not okay with being wrong. Um, who else? I don't know. I, I'm sure I could go on some rant about all these people. I'm just picking out some like some big ones to hopefully give you a little shock treatment of like these individuals were not okay with being wrong. Jeffrey Dahmer, not okay with being wrong. Uh, the Pope. Some popes, totally not okay with being wrong. Um, Augustus Caesar, not okay with being wrong. Um, and some of these are just, you know, like I'm just picking out people in history, but like they weren't okay with being wrong. And shit happened. I'm not saying that shit was good or bad. In certain of those examples, yeah, it was absolutely fucking horrible. But, you know, like uh, the political spectrum during Bush Jr.'s presidency wrong there were no weapons of mass destruction it's fully proven there was no weapons of mass destruction okay we were wrong we were wrong we just end story we were wrong that's a multifaceted thing to unpack okay we were wrong about the wmds but maybe you know what are the other things like it's okay to be wrong it's absolutely okay to be wrong what you do after the representation of the knowledge and the understanding that you are wrong means everything. Being wrong about something and then continuing to just drive that narrative or drive that methodology or drive that action is one of the most morally and ethically debased things you can do. Being wrong and, and taking the understanding and the onus to say, ah, fuck, we were wrong. Okay, everybody meeting, meeting, meeting. We were wrong. How do we make this right? How do we how do we readjust? How do we okay, let's, you know, aren't right, we gonna do this? We gotta do that. Dominoes had their wrong moment. That's I've said it before on this podcast. Sometimes you just need to have a dominoes moment. Tony Robinson did it. Great move. When you realize you're being wrong is one of the greatest moments you can have. So taking this into the self-awareness and mental health stage, taking this into the spirituality stage, the things I talk about the most, be wrong. Be wrong all the fucking time. Be wrong in the sense that you understand to take a second, step back, look at the whole process and go, oh, oh, I didn't, I, nope, that wasn't, it was 80% of the way there. It was really 80% of the way there. It was this 20% that I really got to work on. I really got to, the way I said it, the way it progressed, you know, or, ah, shit, you know what? I was, I was just having a, ah, I was having a terrible day that day. And I really shouldn't have been that snappy with that person, but you know, like, okay, like maybe I'll, yeah, am I going to apologize? Um, maybe you don't apologize. Maybe you're wrong. And you don't apologize. That's fine. Like, but like, you're like, mm, how can I change this a little bit? How can I, how can I, how can I just make some, make some, make some changes? is one of the most liberating self-awareness things you can do with your life is to realize when, where, how you were wrong. And then to go one step further, stepping into, you know, what I talk about when I talk about why uh, questions, why you were wrong, why it matters that you were wrong. There's a lot of people in this world not doing that. There's, there's just a metric fuck ton. And people at important positions. The CDC needs to admit they were wrong. Uh, the FBI needs to admit they're wrong. CIA, the entire ruling government body of most all nations. Uh, in fact, I would say all nations at this point need to admit when they were wrong. On the other side of that, 
the populaces and the uh, individuals inside of these societies, inside of these government bodies and the ruling parties also need to admit that it was okay. In some regards, there is a severity right here and people should be punished for being wrong, but not being wrong. I'm going to get to that here in a second, but on the other side of it, there needs to be this level of severity that we understand like, Oh shit. Like we totally get, you guys got it wrong. We appreciate you coming out as quickly as possible when you figured it out and being like, whoa, 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 we got it wrong. We got it wrong. You know, it's a fluid situation, blah, 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 but not like mincing the words, not coercing it, not corrupting it, not being the fucking news agencies trying to write a narrative on everything, not being a political powerhouse and, you know, trying to spin the narrative to make themselves look good, even though they were fucking wrong. None of that nonsense. That bullshit's got to go. All right. Maybe I should apologize for the, maybe it's wrong of me to be so explicitive in this episode, but it's, we've hit a breaking point. And to be honest, from a, personal position. I've been doing this podcast for a while now. I'm at episode 62. I got hours and hours and hours into this thing. I, I My faith in humanity had, was small to begin with, and it's completely almost nearly gone now. I honestly don't know if we get ourselves out of this situation or if we'd even deserve to. And it really does hinge on a few specific things. One of those is this understanding of wrong. It is possible to be wrong. It's also possible to be wrong and make changes so that that is either corrected or at least there is the precedence that maybe it won't occur again because we learn from the mistakes. And that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be wrong. I regularly say repetition is the mother of all skill, but failure is its father. And you need to fail to get better. Those individuals who are the best at their trade, at their profession, at their sport, at the actions, or at their positions are those who failed the most and learned from their mistakes. Because without doing so, they couldn't actually get better. And so there is the repetition of wrong. There is the ability to completely be wrong all the time and repeat it over and over and over again. And that is a moral and ethical debased position to be in. Oftentimes, societies and, and the history stories and tales of the way those societies ran themselves pick out the individuals who did that. And bad things occur. Oddly enough, though, there isn't very much learning occurring there. What we do with the understanding of being wrong is in and of itself measured wrong, right, middle ground. I often shoot for the middle ground. Being right is not what it's all cracked up to be. Being wrong is definitely not what it's, you know, it's not fully understood very well. A balanced understanding is, is the best. Um, when I talk about information, when I take in information, there's 40% on both sides. There's 40% of bullshit on the left, 40% of bullshit on the right, for, uh, all sides, 40% of bullshit, the top 40% of the bottom, however you want to measure it. There's not even one side. It's 360. It's all, you know, it's all fluid. And but there's this small spot in the middle, about 20% of it all. That's close enough to balance that we can go with it. And there's, there's not too much correction that has to occur either way. 
it's called the sweet spot. It's called the middle ground. It's called the balance. You know, it's the teeter totter that, you know, it's two people on one side, one person on the other side, and it's not quite perfectly perpendicular 180 to, you know, balance, but it's not touching the ground on either side. That's balanced enough. There is a such thing as good enough. It's good enough. It'll work. We should, here's the problem with what we've done with good enough. We've been wrong with good enough. Typically we say, yeah, it's good enough. We never go back to make it correct or better. We just have yeah, good enough. You can't just leave good enough alone though. In both regards, you know, that whole saying couldn't leave good enough alone. It's good enough. And then you fucking tinker with it over and over again. And you got it broke or you got it wrong. There's that. And then there's the other side of it. There's the balance to that, which is also, it was good enough. It could have been better. We're going to leave it as good enough, but we're going to figure out how it could have been better. Maybe we won't exactly implement that on that, but in the future we will. SOPs are constantly rewritten in that regard. Did the SOP work? Does it need to change here or there? Do we need to upgrade it? Maybe there's a new technology, a new way of doing something, a new piece of equipment, uh, a new classification of a position, you know, a new hiring in that sense. Like, we are driven in today's modern society by this understanding of upgrading better, better, more, more, better. But is it? Is it really? To what end? To what end are influencers allowed to be influencers? To what end? To what end is political power allowed to grow and grow and grow without check? To what end is a politician allowed to blatantly disregard truth? And I mean that on all sides. I don't give a shit whose party you represent. If you're representing a party, you're wrong. In my personal opinion, you're not in the middle ground. If you represent a party in the United States of America, specifically Democrat, Republican, you're wrong. You're wrong because you've picked a side and disregarded the middle ground, disregarded where politics was really supposed to get us. Politics was supposed to be people of this understanding and people of this understanding and people of this understanding and people of this understanding, all of these vast, amazing understandings and connotations and translations, and then them coming together to find a unified, acceptable understanding. That's not what exists on the Senate floor. That's not what exists on the house of representatives. That's not even what exists in the white house on the judiciary branch. They're maybe the closest, but even they're corrupted in some way or another. Somebody's taking a bribe. Someone's not paying attention because they had a bad fucking day. So no, we're never going to get it right. We don't have to get it as wrong as we're getting it though. And that's where my lacks in the understanding of my, my faith in humanity has really gotten me. I really thought we could just get it good enough. Turns out we're not even trying. Everyone else, everyone essentially has given up. Rightfully so, I believe. And I'm at the point where I wonder if this podcast is even worth it. It's been very cathartic for me for 61 episodes, maybe 60, a history episode going into the void episode. 
I was starting to feel it. Actually, I mean, if I had to go really back, it would be episode 59 when I did the Waypoint episode. So the episode before that, 58, Fear, that was probably pretty cathartic. Moving forward from there, maybe not so. We are literally walking into an age where surviving the problems is the only thing people have time to worry about. We won't even be able to worry about who was right or who was wrong. We won't even be able to worry about what is right or wrong. We're literally walking into a world where we're just trying to survive the shit that's happening on a regular basis. Because that's the only thing you can do. Dr. Chris Martinson uh, at Beyond Prosperity has a very good saying. It didn't have to be this way. He specifically uses that about the COVID-19 response. But I think that's a really good standard of operation for when we're talking about everything that's occurred in the last hundred years. It didn't necessarily have to be that way. Bipartisan committees could have been bipartisan. Politics could have been true politics, could, could have been true conversations to find the middle ground that fits the right answer for the right amount of people, which is generally the majority. People could have found the understanding that it's not going to be the way you want it to be because that wouldn't make it fair because as well as you have an understanding of how things should be, there is absolutely someone else, the balance to you that believes it should have been the absolute opposite to that. And if we're going to be a successful society, we need to understand that there can never be one extreme of anything because it's just going to breed the extreme on the other side of it. And so it's okay to be wrong and yet still exist, still survive still enjoy life. We have morally and ethically accepted social structures. In no way is it okay to murder someone. In no way. It's just not okay to murder people. Yet, we have all sorts of definitions as to what that actually looks like and the punishments that there should be. We don't talk about the fact that like, no, it's just not okay to murder someone. It's wrong to think that it's okay to murder someone. This might be a controversial understanding, but like it's okay to feel the necessity to do so without acting upon it and then to seek professional help knowing that you're wrong. It's okay to be like, why the fuck am I having these thoughts? Like, I need to I need to talk to somebody about this. Hey, hey doc. Um, I'm having these just like very angry, aggressive outbursts, and like I just have this like fascination with like harming someone. I'm not I'm totally not gonna do it. 
but you can't do that because there's this fear understanding that the doctor's going to go, we got to lock this person the fuck up. We got to, or the government's going to put you on some list where they got to like watch you and like, we create this paranoia constantly. The fear porn out there is fucking ever present because no one thinks they can be wrong. It's not okay to be wrong. It's absolutely okay to be wrong. Acting upon the being wrong. No, 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 no. That's why we have this thing in the mind known as the imagination that we get to simulate these understandings and these ideas. That's why D and D is a fucking fascinating and amazing game to play. And all children should do something along those lines so that they get to simulate like, Oh, if I murder a bunch of people, I'm probably also going to be murdered or put to death. There's going to be a punishment that goes along with this. Instead, we just, we just like cater to like nonsense. And it stems from this understanding, in my personal opinion, of just not accepting being wrong. Specifically at the, you know, we allow people at the higher levels to get away with it. That if someone comes on the news and, and touts the party line and touts the narrative, that they're somehow not responsible for doing that. Ah, it's cool, man. You're just collecting a paycheck. We get it. No. No. You're, you're still in the wrong. You need to like come together with your fellow news anchors or, you know, the writing team or whatever it is and realize like, Hey, is this, is this, is this wrong? Cause like we should, we should probably stop doing that. We should probably not do that. And that doesn't have to look like you not doing the news. No, that needs to look like, like, Hey, the conglomerate behind us has a narrative and they're trying to make us make you believe that narrative. We don't necessarily think that's right, but also at the same time, we know we're going to lose our jobs and not have a way to, you know, keep our food on our table and live the lifestyle that we expect to live at this point. So like, I get that there's this massive complexity there, but that doesn't make it okay. And so a lot of people have to have a lot of conversations with themselves. And maybe putting out this episode's wrong. Because I'm asking a lot of society here. I'm asking a lot of people to die, to be honest. The suicide rate's only going to get higher. Because we don't make it acceptable to be wrong. At multiple different levels. I'm probably, it's probably not okay to say this, but Anthony Fauci has been wrong about many, many things. He has some sort of complex inside of him that doesn't allow him to admit that. Even if it's like the minutest mistake, I imagine he can't admit to it. He's got some sort of psychological issue that doesn't allow him to be wrong, which means he's not suited for the position that he's in. If you're not able to admit your faults, you can't lead others. You can't make decisions for the group. It disqualifies you from being able to do that. Because you are now acting as an omnipotent presence, as a presence that no one gets any choice over. It's not acceptable. Trump, Biden, Putin, that whole 
there's just so much not like the correct answer is oh shit none of these people were qualified to do that job we were wrong we all got it wrong there probably hasn't ever been a president that was qualified to actually be president that's probably a fair statement I don't fault them for it there's probably not a politician alive right now that's qualified to be a politician. They're just not. They have some sort of ulterior motives and narrative that they're trying to, like, just to want to do that job should disqualify you to do that job. Because if you want to do it, you're not being of service to the public. There's a very small subset of the population that would actually want to suffer that badly for their fellow human. We're not there anymore. That might have existed back in the 1920s, maybe early, early 1800s. I don't know. Maybe it existed in the 1940s. Who knew? Who knows? But in modern society, there are not, there's no one. I don't believe there's anyone in existence that literally is willing to suffer every day of their lives so that someone else can have a voice and, ha- and, be, and be better served without at the same time having ulterior motives and a narrative that they're trying to tout or getting corrupted or coerced into the understanding that the way they got into that position was under the understanding that the money that came in to allow their campaign to occur was so that they could also make certain changes that also need to occur. So they could be 90% in the right, that they actually too truly do want to suffer, but they're not right because they are wrong in 10% that they still have some big CEO company backer who you know, or some fucking super fund, super packed that's funding their thing. So they expect a certain outcome and don't get it fucking twisted. Absolutely. There are nefarious actions of money. There are super PACs that have billions of dollars to throw away, but aren't, they don't want to throw it away. So even if they did back you and at the end you were like, well, no, fuck them. I'm going to do, I'm going to do the right thing. They're powerful enough that you're probably in fear that someone's going to show up and accidentally leave the gas on in the house or you're not going to wake up because you fell asleep in the carbon dioxide car or blah, blah, blah. blah. There's all like, like, I don't know who's fooling who about the world we live in nowadays. People are killed constantly over bullshit shit. Like, like, I, I don't know in what world people think we live in that People aren't killed because someone like a Hillary Clinton was like, you know, they're not really doing what I want them to be doing. These people don't live in a fucking world that we live in. They live in some fantasy realm where they're more powerful or more important. That's what politics has gotten us. Nancy Pelosi is off her fucking rocker. The insider trading her and her husband have been doing for years now is just like, just blatant at this point. She doesn't care. She does not care. Zero cares. And she's also not willing to admit she was wrong. And if she doesn't admit she was wrong, it's in a, it's a joke. She's literally like, I'm fucking wrong. I'm so wrong. I'm doing this and no one has any idea. <laughs> They'll never catch me. They'll never pin it on me. I'll never let it happen. I'm so much more powerful. They're just power fucking driven monsters. 
And I'm sympathetic at the same time. This is the only way they know how to be because they weren't taught. Hey, it's totally okay to be wrong. You can admit that you're wrong. You can do that. You can admit you're wrong and you can, you can correct. Someone needs to admit they were wrong to allow Biden to do what he's doing right now. That dude should be eating ice cream and watching fucking trains. That's he's a fucking geriatric. I don't even know what he is anymore. That's what he should be doing. He should be eating ice cream and watching trains. He should not be running a country. Even it's not that he's really actually running a country. It's some other set of people who were handling him essentially. And yeah, this all sounds like conspiracy. I get it. It does. It really does. In the ether episode, I was going to talk about the Mickelson Morrison experiment and how we've just kind of fallen into this understanding of what we call physics nowadays, but we haven't had a fucking major breakthrough in like a hundred years. We keep chasing after this Higgs Bolson shit. We keep chasing after artificial intelligence and quantum computing and none of, and none of it's going to get us anywhere. Quantum computers don't do anything. Everybody's like, oh, the quantum computers. and It's just a bunch of fancy words that mean fucking nothing. But no one's, no one's willing to admit that's not the right direction of research. No one's willing to admit that quantum computers don't do anything because they've just thrown so much money at it and there's so much riding on it that no one gets to be like, hey, we're not getting this right. We really need to like change direction. We got to just like, just let this one die. Maybe we'll just continue to see like some cool shit, whatever happens. If quantum computing was going to be anything, it would have been it by now. The rate of progression from the invention of the microchip to when computers became available in people's homes is staggering. We've been at quantum computing for like 40 fucking years. No one has a quantum computing television device that gets them the broadcasts from Alpha Gamma Beta instead of Alpha Centauri. Nope. Doesn't exist. No one has a t uh, radio quantum radio at home that gets them this isn't actual a true thing but like gets them the news broadcast from the alternate reality we don't actually live in but nope doesn't exist in fact quantum computing is so invaluable that the only quantum computing research and development money that's funneling in is either through military contracts or government contracts and no and I mean no major corporations in the actual technological sphere of things use them. Google fucks around with them because people give them money to do so. But Google doesn't use quantum computing to do anything inside of Google. They don't use quantum computers to process any AI functions that they're doing. No, they use giant NVENC bank encoder sets from NVIDIA that they fucking buy out. I'm not sure if that's actually what they do. But they use some sort of server rack mount classic computing system or what we now would consider classic computing system that we've quote unquote invented quantum computers. Quantum computers don't compute anything. They just spit out nonsense that some other computer has to translate. The best thing about a quantum processor is the fact that another computer, a what we consider a quote-unquote classic computer setup, has to translate the outcome of what the quantum, quantum processor figured out or, or produced. If quantum computing was so amazing and it actually worked, 
no country would have to worry about nuclear warfare anymore because the quantum computer could literally just be like, no, just shut off your nuclear. I'll just shut off your computers. I'll just, I'll just wipe out your power grid. I'll just, I'll just this or that. That is so much more detrimental to the actual threat of a nuclear war. Another thing we're quite wrong about all the time. Oh, nuclear war. Like the, the only instance in which nuclear warfare would actually occur is if someone was so fucking deranged, they would call for it as an action and then actually do it or want it to actually occur. And I know I'm supposed to stay out of the political spectrum of things, but we're kind of at this point where like, "Mm, maybe I just don't give a shit anymore. The war in Ukraine is so misunderstood. There's no right party. I'm not saying anyone here is right. It's just so misunderstood that it itself is wrong. The people involved in it are wrong. The people producing the news clips and articles about it are wrong. The individuals calling for action there are wrong because no one understands what's actually occurring for Biden to stand there and say like, Oh, we're going to meet it with, if he even thinks about new, he wants us to go to nuclear war. That's the only reason you would fucking rattle a saber that hard to hope to react to the action of someone else making a mistake. That's how chess works. When you're playing chess, you make actions to create counter reactions that you will hope to be a mistake in the pattern so that you can then take a bigger, more reactive stance and win. Everything is war. That's what we get wrong every day of our lives that we wake up and we go, I have no control over this. I have no this or that. I'm this person, that thing. No, you wake up and you go another day of warfare. Who's trying to lie to me? Who's trying to fuck with me? That's how we have to be nowadays. And that's why I say we're moving into a world in which People are just going to try to survive this shit because everywhere there's wrong, wrong action, wrong mind, wrong thought, wrong information, not misinformation, just wrong information. It's without accuracy. The adverb definition from Merriam-Webster's dictionary, there's just so much wrong, so much shit without accuracy. Hell, the stuff that comes out of my mouth is wrong. It's not fully accurate. You have to decipher that. You're responsible for that. That's another thing we get wrong all the time. You're responsible. You. You're responsible for you. Tired of people thinking that's not, like, that's just somehow that's not the case. You're a goddamn omnipotent presence over a physical form that interacts with and can experience and also modify direct or have some sort of effect over the world we live in, which means you are now responsible for the shit that happens here. If you decided to give your responsibility up to someone else, you were wrong. That's what we've done for the last hundred years, probably even longer than that. Thousands. We've given responsibility over to other people thinking that they somehow were better or more understanding than we are. Instead of taking the responsible action, which would to be make ourselves more aware, make ourselves more functional, make ourselves more educated, not schooled, educated, more able to function in the world around us. Kids should be in school till they're fucking 30 nowadays to get up to speed with the shit that's going on. 
you got to learn about computers. You got to learn about world politics. You got to learn about, there's so much shit you need to learn, learn about now. You don't get to just be like, I'm going to check out. If you do check out, here's the answer. Well, you're going to take a shitty job. You're never going to get any better from There's no upgrade, but you need to accept that. And that's just, and we're just going to be like, Hey, cool, man, you're doing you. You've now accepted that. Like that's where you're at and you're never going to get any better. Are you agreeing to that? Okay, cool. Do you, and then we're literally going to leave you behind. If you're like, no, this isn't cool, but this is what I got to do right now. Provide for my family or do this, that. Then we go, cool. Awesome, man. We really appreciate you taking that really shitty job. And we're going to do what we can to help you out. That's not how it is right now. And no, I don't have any answers. And no, I'm losing. I'm losing the one to even like continue with this just because it's. It's not sickening. It's just so disheartening and so just soul draining and just, I honestly don't believe we make it. The people at the top don't want you to. It's so corrupt. It's so coerced. I have no understanding of how we get out of it. I don't. And oddly enough, after I've done this fucking podcast for over a year and I really got better, my depression in my own sense, the clinical side of it has gotten better. My outlook on life had gotten better. It was very cathartic. At the very end, I come back to this understanding of like, humanity's wrong. Humanity's wrong. We, we, we get more wrong than we get right. So I don't know if we are allowed to exist. And that's not to say I'm going to go on some mass genocide spree or that I wish we all get bombed. To. No, I really hope that like we figure it out together as a community. But like, I think our chances of that are very small. That's just my own personal outlook. It doesn't make me right though. In fact, it probably makes me wrong. I'm really hoping in the end I'm wrong. Oddly enough, I'm really hoping that I'm wrong. I'm hoping that humanity can figure itself out, gets to actually be what we call the definition of humane, to be of human. I just don't think we have it in us. Because in order to get there, I have to, like in hoping that, I'm also hoping for some really bad shit to happen. A lot of people are going to fucking die. A lot of things are going to get really, really bad. Massive financial collapses, food shortages, essentially murdering of political people, um, the destruction of most institutional understandings of physics, modern medicine, and the way it's practiced under the umbrella of insurance. Um, yeah, just, just some really bad shit would have to occur for us to come out of that understanding and move into an understanding of like, Oh no, we, we, we can actually get this right. And I struggle, I think the most with trying to figure out if war is still in the equation. It's the thing we invented. It's the thing we're best at. It's the thing we do every day. Every day you wake up and you're in a war. And so I don't know if the answer is 
opposite of the answer we're doing right now, which is to teach everyone to be a meek, useless piece of shit. Because that's what they're teaching our children to do. Not ours. I have no children. That's what they're teaching children to do. That's what they're teaching people to do. They're teaching people that every piece of you. Nope. That's not what you're supposed to do. Dudes shouldn't be fucking males. Shouldn't be males. Females shouldn't be females. That's essentially what we're teaching. We're teaching that whites wrong, blacks wrong, yellows wrong. We're teaching Asians wrong, Russians wrong, Americans wrong, Canadians wrong. We're teaching olds wrong, youngs wrong, middle ages wrong. We're teaching the pastor, the priest, they're all wrong. We're teaching the church is wrong. Even I teach that shit. I teach that, you know, organized religion is wrong. I do also try to take the middle ground, though, to defend myself because apparently I need to do that now. There is a middle ground that you can have faith and you can have these things. Just take it out of the organized realm of things. Take back control of what you believe in, why you believe that. Don't let someone else dictate it for you. In order for that to happen, the entire Catholic Church needs to dissolve. The Vatican should probably be burned to the ground after everyone is removed and then tried for some of the terrible shit they've done. We also probably should go into the vaults and take back the real human history and artifacts and shit that's their control of in control of. Um, yeah, I just, there's the answers. There's no answer. And I've said that before, but like the fact that the answers, there's no answer means like we're all just kind of waiting out a miserable existence until eventually we don't exist anymore. My personal opinion, I really just hope I don't have to fucking do this again. This whole reincarnation thing sounds terrible. Why the fuck would I want to work in, live in a world like this ever again? This shit sucks. But Phil, Netflix and music and TV, like it's just distractions. Awesome distractions. I love some pretty lights on a fucking computer screen. That's some great shit. Very entertaining. The stories we tell. and So yeah, maybe you have to take the good with the bad, right? But like, where's the balance of it all? Because in order to balance being a plebling, you have to also be responsible. And when you start to be more responsible, you realize like, what the fuck is going on at the top of this shit? Really? Honestly? What the hell? People are getting shit wrong constantly up there. The nepotism is unbelievable. Just unfucking believable Yeah. It's probably the most negative episode I've ever done. Because the negative connotation of the word is ever present. It's fucking wrong, man. You're wrong, man. That's wrong. That's the wrong answer. Is it really? Was it? Or was it like just not well thought out and like we can, you know, even just the answer of saying something's wrong is wrong. In reality, when a child has an interesting understanding of something and they try to express it and they don't quite get it right, is it actually wrong or does it just need to be modified? So maybe you could say like, well, no, that's not, that's wrong. But like, 
so too is it also slightly correct. We don't have the time for that shit though. So like every time I say something, I can just follow it up with a rebuttal. And so you just get in these fucking cycles of just on and on it goes and on and on it goes. And like every part of me now understands why I wanted to kill myself. That's the weirdest thing I've come up with in the, like throughout this entire podcast, every fucking topic I've talked about, the weirdest thing now is coming back 62 episodes in an hour into this episode or almost an hour into this episode going, holy shit. I totally completely understand why I wanted to kill myself. It wasn't wrong. It would have saved me from like a bunch of bullshit. It also wasn't right. So no, I don't think there's anything wrong or that's not the right statement. It is wrong, but not like completely in the, like completely outside of the realm of things to be like, you know what? Yeah. I really don't want to live through this shit anymore. I really would like to commit suicide, but it's, wrong to actually do it. As far as we know. And even there, I had to hesitate to be like, hmm, is it? Is it? Probably, yeah. So what's the balance to that? The balance to that is not trying to seek any possible understanding or help. That's what I did when I attempted both my attempts of suicide. I hadn't looked hard enough at. Can I find some sort of fucking small existence in which I feel comfortable enough to continue through that existence? Is it there? Can it? I didn't think it was possible, nor did I look though. At the same time, I didn't spend any time trying to understand myself in any way to understand what comforted me, what made me actually slightly content or dare I say, very minutely happy to understand that I'm not some person who needs like this thing that we all call like, oh yeah, just be happy and like happiness. No, I really just want to be content, even keel, mellow. I don't need to be fucking drunk as fuck or, you know, high as balls. Just like a nice, even middle ground with like a tasty meal and like maybe a dessert or two here or there. Watch some anime, watch a good movie. Nah, I'm not the biggest on music, but like every once in a while, maybe listen to some sweet synthwave 80s tunes with no lyrics. You know, shout out to the Prime Thanatos on uh, YouTube for making some sweet 80s synthwave mixes. Maybe I do need to tell a joke now or then or listen to a joke now or then. Maybe I should have been a fucking comedian. Who knows? Pretty dry uh, delivery, but every once in a while I got a good one. Maybe I should have been an actor. Who? I, I don't fucking know. But like, maybe I should have carved out some small existence. I didn't think about that back then. And so no, my attempts at suicide were wrong. Thinking about it though was absolutely fucking right. Totally. This world sucks. This world is a fucking shit show. 
It's only getting worse every day. Fear porn everywhere. Porn everywhere. Disagreements and arguments over bullshit everywhere. Complete and total collapse of any social norm of being, you know, connected. Gone. Everyone's got to be different in every fucking possible way. And because of those differences, you might as well just go out and fucking start beating the shit out of each other. Wokeism, rampant. Political parties funding wokeism, rampant. Ridiculous, elitist politicians, rampant. Shit, look at Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard, in the same day, genius fucking move, comes out and says, uh, I'm starting my own podcast. Oh, by the way, three hours later, she releases the information. She goes, and I'm also going to leave the Democratic Party. And like three to four to five hours after that, shows up on Rogan's newest episode doing a podcast about what the fuck's going on there. Genius move. Good on her. She probably has her own reasons for that. She has her own narrative she wants to spin. She has her own, you know, understanding. I call that balance. That's what I call that. I call that a balanced move. Smart fucking balanced move. It's not right or wrong. It's right down the middle. Beautiful. Perfect. It's like a good curveball. Right down the middle until right at the last second, curves off. And I expect a curveball from her. I expect she's right down the middle right now, and then all of a sudden, it'll curve off. But if it's only a little bit of a curve, the very end, somebody whiffs or misses on it, hey, got to take it as a win. That was a strike. Well done. And bowling. You can go right down the middle. Might not guarantee it, but get that little hook. Little curvature in there, boom, strike, right? Like that middle game is 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 really what we should celebrate. We should not be celebrating 30-year-olds retiring at 30 because they're a trust fund baby or because they somehow managed to fall into like the one smallest niche thing ever that made them a ton of money. We should not be celebrating Twitch streamers that are just fucking crushing it at the expense of other people trying to give them money so that they have some form of entertainment to feel better about themselves. Not saying it's right or wrong. The upper echelon wrong, the lower echelon wrong. Those right in the middle, fucking perfect. The grandma on Twitch doing a knitting fucking Twitch channel where she's just knits and rambles on about her fucking experiences in life. And like, she has like a thousand followers and they all give her like five bucks a month because she's giving some sort of good entertainment that they can create a nice little community around just doing some fucking knitting, telling some stories. Awesome. That's the middle ground. Boom. Perfect. Fucking Nancy Pelosi making millions fucking millions off insider trading with her husband. No, not right. A fucking Tulsi Gabbard coming out and be like, well, I was a part of this political party and obviously they weren't right. And I'm willing to admit that. Uh, but I also have my own agenda though. I want to get it out there. I want to talk about it. Maybe she'll throw a, maybe she'll throw a curveball and go actually run for president. And again, who knows? That's totally okay. It's right down the fucking middle for now. Now there's always the opportunity to go off on uh, some other fucking direction that not in the middle, but the middle ground people, the fucking middle ground. 
here's what my middle ground looks like. I spent a lot of time in my life contemplating suicide. A lot of time. Still do. Took two attempts at it. That wasn't the middle ground. That was an extreme. That was on the extreme side of it to be like, you know what? Fuck it. No, no, that was, that was not down the middle. Middle ground for me. Eh, the world's kind of fucked. I can do some good though. I got a good bodywork practice. I help people get through their aches and pains, help them work on their mind. Maybe I somehow keep up with this podcast. Maybe I got to suffer through that. You know, now that I'm just in this, like, and like, maybe it kind of makes me want to contemplate killing myself just because the world is so fucked that now I got to talk about it for an hour to two hours at a time. Maybe I whittle that down in smaller episodes. Maybe people then would actually listen to it. Maybe the fact that no one listens to it means that maybe I should just let it go. Maybe I'm going to make a lasagna. I don't drink. I'm not going to drink. I don't really get high. I have no reason to. I just get paranoid anyway. Maybe I'll microdose some mushrooms. See what that's all about. Maybe I'll watch a Netflix series. Take a day off. Maybe I'll fucking get in the gym. I'll fucking hit it hard. Or Maybe I'll just get in the gym and just work out a little bit. Yeah, that sounds a little bit better. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm just going to just gonna go in, stay active, eat some good meals now and then, stay generally healthy, serve the community as I can in the way I can. No, I'm not going out for politics. No, I'm not starting a religion. No, I'm not even really showing up to the school board meetings. Not a necessity. Am I going to stop and grab the lost dog? Yeah. Am I also going to look around to see if somebody else stopped first? Yeah. Am I going to respond to the person who injured themselves at an event? Absolutely. That's what I'm really good at. Boom. Done. Cool. If there's a doctor there, clearly going to be like, hey, doc, you want to take over here? Cool. Paramedic. Awesome. Yeah. We got a hierarchy here. I'm just first to respond. If no one else shows up, I'll continue with the response. Middle ground. I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong to go to a job that you're not very keen on that makes you a decent paycheck. So you can come home, you can close the door, you can go click, lock the door, go in your bedroom, take off your work clothes, put on your little fucking comfy pants. Maybe they're fuzzy. Maybe it's a pair of fucking, you know, I don't care. I don't care what it is. Maybe it's a pair of basketball shorts. Maybe it's some fuzzy pants. Maybe it's fucking unicorn slippers. I don't give a shit. Put on your comfy t-shirt. Maybe get your little blanket out. Maybe it's a fucking, you know, one of those big chunky, chunky blankets. I got one of those. If you want one, ashleypolling.com. You can get one there. That's where I got mine. She's great. Fucking get your little fucking chunky blanket. You turn on Netflix and you're like, ah, you know what? I don't really feel like cooking tonight. I cooked all week. I cooked all fucking week. Tonight I'm going to order something now. Yeah, cool. And you get on, you're like, hmm, Chinese. Yeah, I'm going to get some Chinese. Ooh, this sounds tasty. That, wait, 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 that's like $60 in Chinese. That's way too much Chinese. I'm going to have to eat that for another week. No, 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 no. I'm going to get $25 worth of Chinese. Boom. Awesome. Middle ground. Middle ground. It's okay if it looks like that. It's totally fucking okay. It's not wrong. So I'm going to finish this episode off with I don't even know if this is the right way to put it, but this is, this is what I got going on in the head right now. I think it's not wrong to be wrong. 
it's not wrong to be wrong. Because we don't really know what wrong is anymore. We've definitely, definitely forgotten where the middle ground is. Everything is just a new extreme, a new extreme, a new extreme. And in that world, you really have to look at, one, what's wrong to you? What's that measured by? And two, if you can't really measure the extreme, right? Look at, look at what's behind it. Here's my personal understandings that I've seen. And maybe I'm wrong and I'm okay with that. But here's what I'm seeing and I'm trying to pick the middle ground. Because I feel like that's the least amount of wrong. And that's right. The least amount of wrong is right. So it's not wrong to be wrong. And the least amount of wrong is right. And I know that makes it very subjective as far as, but you got to answer your own why questions. If a larger scale war breaks out in 2023, it is because the Biden regime has pushed a nuclear warfare agenda. If Russia bombs Ukraine, they lose, they lose everyone, including the Russians fighting the war, because in order for it to make any sense to the Russian people to reclaim Ukraine or any portion of it, specifically the Donbass region, is so that it can be populated. And if you use a nuclear device, it will not be able to be populated nor used to do its one most major function in the region, which is to grow food. So the threat is absolutely real, but the action will only occur if their hand is forced, which means that the Western world interjected itself so harshly into the area that they felt threatened enough to use a nuclear armament. And by doing so, we'll escalate the war so that the West gets to do exactly what they want to do, which is to use their own nuclear armaments. And if that does happen, hopefully it does not. In every fiber of my being, I really hope it does not. But if that does happen, I guarantee you, if you look at where the money came from and where the money went, and the things that got blown up, you will find that it was orchestrated by the West. It was acted upon by the Russians. Both parties will be wrong. There will be no balance. There will no be least amount of wrong. It will simply just be an extreme of wrong. Another event in human history that simply could have been settled by more understanding and less political and power gain, less corruption of finance, less action of big bank, less action of monarchies and quote unquote, want to be powerful motherfuckers. Want less action of old boys clubs and secret societies, less action of 
wanted and willing ignorance and less action of cover-up where if this all does pop the fuck off, as they say, there will be more covering up of the thing that got us to part of what's happening right now, which is the leak of a vaccine from an institute. How in which that happened, unknown, but pretty undeniable that the vaccine that, I'm sorry, the virus that affected the world was man-made. It's nearly indisputable. Go take Duke's virology course. You'll learn all about how these things happen through gain-of-function research in which we make a virus more viral. That that occurred. That there is now a Pfizer executive admitting that the virus, the vaccines were not tested for stop of spread and that there must have been some political intrigue for these vaccines to have gone out at the extent they've gone out and also to now still be continued to be pushed and pushed and pushed. Not that the idea of vaccinating people was wrong, that all of the fucking motives behind it were. And that now still in today's modern society, after everything that's happened over the last few years, there is still money going to the Wuhan Institute and other institutes, I imagine, to continue to propagate what's known as gain-of-function research. If you'd like me to put that into more contextual nature and why it's so fucking wrong, gain-of-function research has been around for a very long time, including in the work of Adolf Hitler and eugenics in which they were looking for a viral vector to make it so that they could create a biological weapon that would only kill the polyphenol type or the specific type of people they wanted to die. And to do that, they used something known as gain of function research. This is the world we live in. Follow the money, follow the actions follow the narrative, but look at the people, what they're actually fucking doing. The West is saber rattling to an extent that they've never, ever done before. They've intervened in many wars and done many fucking wrong actions, but they have never so hard pushed for a nuclear reaction. It's all just wrong. Here's the thing. It's not wrong to be wrong. The least amount of wrong is correct. Those who aren't willing to admit they're wrong are the enemy of all humanity. Because if they allowed are allowed to continue to hold power in any way, from banks to government positions to large corporations to insurance companies to monarchies to world leaders then we are doomed to be wrong as a species. And at which point we will deserve to no longer exist. We can fortunately decide that it's okay to be wrong. And those who are wrong need to admit they're wrong and remove themselves from the powerful positions in which they are in because no, they are not better than everyone else. And in fact, Everyone 
is really all together in the understanding of two now things. One I'm adding and one I've talked about many times. We're all fucking depressed. But that depression is uniquely who we are. And through that depression and that uniqueness, it is also the one thing that brings us all together and connects us that we are all uniquely depressed. And the second, which I'm happy to share now, we're all just fucking terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And I mean this very lovingly and jokingly. We're all just fucking terrible human beings. We get shit wrong all the time. Fortunately, we can have imaginations and we can correct ourselves. And so we can be better. And the day in which we don't have to become any better is the day we get to evolve. Evolve. So what Paul Stamets talks about by becoming a better species, by, by evolving into a better species, we'll stop being homo erectus or whatever, or homo sapien and start being um, homo evolvedus or something along those lines. Like we get to evolve into a better species when we stop being as wrong as we are now. But till then, my prediction for you is that we are all going to just try to survive the next few years. And that's maybe all we can do. Keyword, survive it. And so if you're like me in any way, and you're at the point where it all just seems fucking pointless, and humanity is just a useless fucking experiment that has had its time, take solace in the fact that it's okay to have those thoughts, and it's it's wrong and not wrong. It's wrong to be wrong. It's not wrong to be wrong. Sorry. And that just experiencing it and trying to be better as yourself and trying to understand yourself is good enough. And it's good enough to pick the middle ground of just getting a job that you just don't fucking hate and are willing to go to, to pay for the little fucking few things in the middle that are just you. If it's fucking video games for a little while, if it's, you know, and like taking five years just to fucking mellow it out, it's totally okay. It's totally okay to be reclusive and lock the door and just like chill for five years playing video games and just getting a little fat and then being like, oh, I got a little fat. Maybe I should like, all right, I'll go to the gym a little bit. Like a little small correction one way or the other, back and forth, back and forth. Playing that middle ground game is totally okay. In fact, if more people would play that middle ground game, we'd all probably be a lot better off. But what the fuck do I know? I'm probably wrong. I'm totally okay with that. I can't say I will. uh, I'll catch you on the next one because I don't know. I honestly don't know if this podcast is even worth my time anymore. Or that if it's really necessary for anyone at all. I think I've said a lot in this episode. That was good enough. Right down the middle. So for now, take care. I really do wish you the best. That best being that middle ground. Go find yours.